hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd me we're back again matt it's a new year and it's our same old bullshit it's the same old bullshit yeah mm-hmm. we're on it we're on our same old bullshit <laughs> <laughs> but yes it's great to be back with everyone there how uh how was your week matt mine was pretty chill mine was pretty chill mine was the first week i've had uh like where it's like proper holidays uh, i've been off since the 23rd but like i've had like family stuff your christmas mm. new years all that sort of stuff so this is like the first week where i've actually been able to like do things i want to do oh that's good time which, to yourself yeah which resulted in me just playing a bunch of video games and painting some <laughs> warhammer hey there you go i uh i took advantage of some post christmas uh boxing day sales and everything i noticed a bunch of the older call of duties were on sale and like mm-hmm. i haven't played one since like the last generation so i'm like hey let me check out cold war and let me check out modern warfare 2019 and because i played mm-hmm. them both back to back they were almost as long as an actual video game <laughs> now now i make fun but actually i had a lot of fun with both those games because boy do they look really nice on my 4k tv mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're really good they look shiny and the faces are nice and i got to meet back up with woods and mason and price and you know all, all, all the warriors all the call of duty warriors that you kind of remember but if you were asked like what's their character i'm like tough war man <laughs> yeah war man who shoot people yeah who shoot mostly man. brown people <laughs> mostly though hey in that modern warfare 2019 they, they were trying they were trying they're like hey here's a whole faction of brown people led by a woman and they're actually good how about that wait till you play the second modern warfare so we're fighting the cartels i i saw that i did i'm like okay well what's the newest one about i'm like oh they worked the cartel and yeah yeah this came out in 2022 all right <laughs> Also, Modern Warfare 2 is like, did you know bad terrorism happens in places that aren't America? I'm like, yeah, wow. I, I, you go, you know, look really? at you, little buddy. Look at you, little buddy. You're figuring it out. You're slowly but surely, you're I, figuring it out. I do like to think that there is someone who like had that realization playing oh, the yeah. game where it's like, whoa, really? <laughs> it's so funny to see the Call of Duty series slowly but surely get a little bit more morally complex and get a little bit more progressive. Even in... Uh, cold war black ops there it's like hey you know what if you just totally want to kill all the heroes you can like if you think that they deserve to die you can do it <laughs> yeah yeah and when they do a fun thing because their little nameplates go from blue indicating friend to red indicating enemy when you do that <laughs> i'm like oh shit that's almost way more artsy than these games normally are <laughs> but yeah that was my week doing some good shoot bangs on the big tv trying to whittle down all the PS4 games I have left before I inevitably go buy the five and I hop into God of War like I plan to. Nice, nice. <laughs> As the chat saying, "Hey, remember the Call of Duty where Jon Snow was the fucking villain? Yeah, and yeah. fought in space. Yeah, he was like a Martian from Mars. Goddamn Stable. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Detective Stabler, Christopher Maloney from Happy, was the villain in like the third Black Ops that I never played because it completely." abandon the story set up by the other ones i'm like fuck off he's an evil cyborg in the future remember when kevin spacey was the bad guy in one of them (laughs) yeah 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 i do boy (laughs) boy was that one predictive am i right (laughs) that that game's a little too raw now a little too real 
look at the balls on this kid, <laughs> says Kevin Spacey <laughs> in Baby Driver, which, boy, that's a hard movie to watch now. Kevin Spacey just obsessed with this and it's young a, man. And it's a good movie as well. That's it's the a really good movie with an amazing soundtrack, and it's like, oh, man, couldn't we just replace him with Christopher Plummer? <laughs> Can't we just do that, the plumber cut? <laughs> My uh, my dad actually kind of knows Christopher Plummer because obviously he's Canadian. He worked construction in Toronto forever. And uh, there was a bit there when he was like upgrading one of the old playhouses and Christopher Plummer just sashayed in red as the devil's ass, drunk as hell. Because, you know, he's he's an old stage actor, you see. Yes, yes, they're all drunk. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hello, men. How's it going? Good. <laughs> we'll be ready for showtime. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I love that story very much of the time my dad met drunk Christopher Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the week. We got some news in front of us, everyone. We actually got a lot of fairly big stories to cover. In fact, I went out of my way to actually uh, get the articles up to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass for once. Nice. Uh, perhaps the biggest going on in the world of traditional comic books, and especially one of the biggest new title announcements from Marvel, is we finally know what's happening with Guardians of the Galaxy now. Matt, obviously the third movie is incoming, and you and I had been wondering, and we even asked on this show, well, what are they going to do with the comic? Because the comic has basically been slumbering since the end of the Ewing series. Yeah, Ewing only got like a, a mini series, and apparently the deal was he could continue it if he did an event with them. And he didn't do an event with them, so he just like, no. passed them off onto uh, these new writers. Yes, I mean, they were kind of involved in Last Annihilation. I think that was like their big event-ish story. It wasn't mm-hmm. theirs, but they crossed over with it. They were, and I really liked where he was taking them. He actually turned them into a super team. They all had yes. like matching jacket costumes and everything, and it was pretty cool. We had the new Olympians in there. That series mm-hmm. had a lot going on. Yep. Uh, we finally know what the new creative team is going to be. And hey, their names that should be very familiar to you. It's Kelly and Lanzig, the two guys who are absolutely kicking ass on the Captain America Sentinel of Liberty book. Uh, they're going to be taking the reins in this one. And we've gotten some promotional artwork for it. And man, are they taking this into a cool ass new direction? Oh boy, are they? They're, they're turning them into cowboys. They're going to be, it's going to be an actual real deal space Western with an emphasis on the Western. We got man with no name, name Star-Lord. We got freaking a uh, leather mommy Gamora. We got Drax the Barbarian. It's great. Yeah, they all look really cool. They're really great redesigns. The idea here is that, you know, uh, the, the Ewing series represented like the height of the team. As you said, they became a mm-hmm. real deal, full-fledged super team. This is kind of bringing them back down to earth, making them the rowdy, raucous guardians we know. But maybe even taking them a little lower, the idea is, is now they're forced to be, you know, law people in a very chaotic mm-hmm. uh, portion of space. Yeah, the, I saw some of like the... The, like promotional artwork and it's like the guardian symbol it's all like smashed and they're talking mm. about how to bring back the guardians and stuff so i have to imagine yeah that the guardians are going to be i guess like some sort of like law enforcement they're kind of like a like a since there's no nova core maybe mm. something similar to that also pretty fitting too with the wild west the many many uh famous lawmen your wyatt Earps and everything were outlaws themselves before putting on badges so i like mm-hmm. the idea of the guardians these space pirates smuggler ass kicker guys now yeah. putting on the badge themselves it's pretty cool 
Uh, Mantis is going to be on the team. Nebula is going to be on the team, I imagine, because you know both characters are very prominent in the movies right now. You might be wondering, hey, where is Drax and where is Rocket? Well, they might very well end up being the impetus for this brand new story because they're well, we don't see them. We don't see them in the art of all the new costumes. But apparently, the debut storyline from this brand new series is going to be called Grootfall. Yeah, this big picture of Groot, uh, I guess, like eating the team or something. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the implication here too is you read the solicitation is that uh, oh someone someone may have betrayed the guardians and it's like oh is that why Rocket isn't here right now? Maybe maybe he's a uh, not necessarily a casualty but like whoever betrayed them did something to him. I mean my my theory you know just going off the pictures and what little we can glean from the Lanzig and Kelly interview here is that something bad happens to Groot. Maybe the team has to take Groot down, and because of that, it ends up mm-hmm. breaking up the team and really disaffecting Rocket. I wonder if it might have anything to do with um, they did. I think it was Ewing, or maybe it was Kate's, did the story with the gardener, and uh, tied it. In I want to say Groot. that was Duggan, actually. Yeah, it was a while ago, really while like ago. Three runs. Yeah, we got so many Guardians runs so close together yeah. that did so much in such a short amount of time. I'm actually glad that the series got to go on hold and rest for a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. So, so we can get excited again. I think it's a very true thing in comic books. You know, we can't, we can't miss you if you never go away. Yeah. And I, I hope it also, um, runs for a lot longer than the mm. other runs. Cause every other run has been kind of like a mini series or like a limited, very, you know, you know, 10, 12 issues. Hopefully it gets a little bit more than that. Indeed. You know, I read an article earlier by someone, uh, I think it was another comic journalist, and they basically said, you know, the thing about Marvel right now is they're not really so much in the ongoing comic business as they are in the limited series, miniseries business. Mm -hmm. The only thing is they never tell you that that's what it is. They never tell you, oh, it's going to be 12 issues, then it's done. It's going to be six issues, then it's done. Mm -hmm. They make you think it's an ongoing, and then they're like, oh, yeah, he's done at 12. You know, he served his purpose, and then they're moving on to the next writer and the next creative team. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, when I stop and think about it, that's true. There haven't really been a lot of long runs Unless you're like Jason Aaron. Yeah, with his 64-issue Avengers run that's still going, yeah. His his multi-year Thor run. And I yeah. guess Chip Zdarsky, too, with Daredevil now, has been rocking for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's very interesting. I'm totally sell- sold on this book already. It's all the tastes I like. It's Wild West. It's Space Western. Exactly. It's Guardians. Exactly. I'm very excited. I'm very hyped for this. Couldn't come at a better time with the movie on the horizon. Uh, Lansing and Kelly, as I mentioned, are killing it in Captain America. Captain they America are. is better than it's been in years because of them and because of their direction. If they can bring even a fraction of that magic to the Guardians book, I think we're going to be in for a very good time. Yeah, it really is. And I, I really hope as well they get an actual event this time like like yeah. centered around them because it's been a while since we've had like a guardian centered event they've always been part of part of events like last mm. annihilation but one just centered around them would be really fun well as we've seen with the captain america books lanzig and kelly are no strangers to doing events because both oh. of those books are going to be crossing over mm. in the big cold war storyline wouldn't yeah. it be cool to see the cap books actually cross over with uh, cool. the guardians book yeah that would be actually really cool that's something different yeah because what is it? A uh, Jack Flag used to be a guardian, and he was a Captain mm-hmm. America supporting character. So you even have that connection. Mm-hmm. 
I'm down for that. I'm down for all of this. This this gets the comic multiverse seal of approval, and it's we'll be sure to talk more about it. It certainly does, yes. Yeah, we'll be sure to talk more about it uh, when it gets there. But hey, you know what? If you're a Guardians fan, and if you're watching this show, I can only assume you are, what do you want to see from the new series? What's something that you feel has been lacking in the Guardians books as of recently? Because we named three runs back-to-back there, Duggan, Kate's, uh, friggin' Ewing, who all kind of did radically different stuff. Yeah, really great stuff as well. Each of those runs had something really cool in it. Needs more Space Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need. We just need more Space Dwarf in there. <laughs> Which, I mean, geez, he's in the movies, so yeah, we might very well be getting more Space Dwarf. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, Matt. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> So that's a pretty big story, but not to feel left out. DC also had a big announcement. We're getting a look at what these, you know, kind of post, uh, what is it, DC Dawn books are going to look like now. And obviously my cup runneth over. I was happy as can be. I was filled with an Oakwood nerdy erection because we finally got our first look at what Joshua Williamson's Green Arrow book is going to look like. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. Yeah, the answer is, it's gonna look dope. The answer is, hey, are you a Green Arrow fan? Well, guess what? We brought back literally everyone you've ever wanted. <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, uh, what is it? Ollie's got a slightly reworked costume. It's not a huge rework, but it's definitely no. different than the one he's been wearing. Yeah, it's it, it, it's got a hood this time. Before, he didn't have the hood. He had, like, the little hat. Yeah, we're back in the hood area again, which is fine. Uh, friggin' uh, Arsenal, Roy Harper... Looks better than he ever has. He's finally dumped the goddamn trucker hat look that he's been carrying around like a fucking We've got to build up to the trucker hat, Joe. It's coming. Mm. It's going to be an issue like 300 or something. 300. You know? He puts it back on. Ah, oh, yes, this is the way. Me <laughs> yes. and my trucker cap. Yes. <laughs> Actually, he, he totally looks like how he used to in the Winnick years yeah. where he's got like the red red arrow costume but he's got like a bunch more military gear and everything mm. there. He just looks like how he used to look. He does, yeah uh friggin connor hawk is there again too which i don't i don't think connor and ollie have actually officially met in no the new not, continuity. not yet i don't think since connor came back i know connor was like writing his mom and he's like well you know i don't know if i want to see my dad again because you know i'm an out queer man now and out asexual and everything and water uh friggin ollie has sex with everything that moves so like what would we even talk about <laughs> Uh, some more interesting things there. We've got both, uh, what is it, Mia Dearden Speedy, but we also have Arrowette, too, in the yes. same series, which is, like, mind-blowing to me. Like, oh, my God, he's really going to do both? Yeah. We've got classic foes there. We've got Brick, looking more like his Young Justice counterpart than ever before. A little bit, yep. Which is fine by me. It's a good look. Count Vertigo, looking like how he looked when we saw him last. Yeah, in the like, basically in the new 52, Jeff Lemire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but though he's not a redhead anymore, he got his blonde hair back. So much, so much blonde going on. We got Red Canary, who is, of course, uh, Joshua Williamson's baby over in Dark Crisis. She's going to be assumedly a big part of this series, and we're going to actually learn stuff about her. Yeah, she might as well have just debuted her in here, because the, yeah. the two Dark Crisis stories she's in get fucking nothing about her. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Diggle, who, man, good for you, Diggle, for sticking around all this time. Probably the biggest CW canon immigrant, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess everyone just kind of agreed Diggle was great and we should keep him. Yeah. 
Uh, Peacemaker is there, which I thought was shocking. Yeah, which I think probably ties into the end of Dark Crisis. Yeah, right, because obviously he looks to be part of Waller's new Suicide Squad. There's a female Peacemaker, too. Make of that, mm. which will. I, I think it's hardcore, personally. Ooh, that's a cool theory. Yeah, I, I totally think they're just like, fuck it, we're canonizing Hardcore now. She's been in a show and a movie, there you go. People like her, we'll just canonize her now. <laughs> and she gets to be Peacemaker in the comic, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Leanne is there, which is another one of those storylines that like Joshua Williamson was playing with, but we never actually got to see come to fruition, where like Roy came back and was a Black Lantern, was like, oh, my yep. daughter is alive again because of death metal, I have to find her, and then he never did. Yeah, back in Secret Files, in the Infinite Frontier Secret Files, yeah. Yeah, way back then. Uh, Bland Boy helped us out in chat. The real reason Peacemaker is in the Green Arrow book, TV Synergy, the logical in-universe reason dude called Ollie a brony and took it for himself. <laughs> Oh, man. That's another thing, too, because, like, obviously the show Peacemaker was very different than the comic Peacemaker of, like, the last little bit. I wonder if Joshua Williamson is going to start working in the funnier John Cena-centric version in this. Yeah, well, maybe this is how he does it, because he's hanging out with Oliver, who is a funny man. Very much He gets a sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah, I think they would totally be able to bounce off each other. It's, It's funny, too. Because remember, they, like, contracted Garth Ennis to do a Peacemaker one-shot to coincide Mm. with the show that gave him another new origin that was different than the old comic one and is different than the TV show. I really think they underestimated what a big hit Peacemaker was going to be. I think they did, yes. Yeah, I think they really, really underestimated. Tevi in the chat saying, where's Artemis? Uh, I think still dead, actually. (laughs) Yeah, she's been dead for a while. She's been dead for a bit. Frickin' uh, Scott Lobdell brought her into the goddamn New 52 basically just to kill her. I think they might have re- resurrected her later, but no one bothered to write about her. Yeah, no one does. Yeah, but we do see Cheshire there, her sister. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if, if Brick can look like his young Justice counterpart, there's nothing to say that maybe they won't bring Artemis in as well. Yeah, I could see that. Merlin, once again, actually finally looking like Merlin. They've stopped trying to, again, uh, bring the show in and make him look like, oh, he's the Dark Archer. No, he's not. Uh, yeah. Imiko is there, of course. Imiko getting a lot of play, actually, in that uh, Jeff Johns JSA book. Yes, yes, she is. And the Stargirl book. That last issue was actually really good, where Jeff is like, oh, you know, her origin is actually good and interesting, and we should use it more. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> Uh, Onomatopoeia is there, probably one of the more famous Green Era foes, and a freaking Kevin Smith creation, no less. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him to come back. Yeah, I want to see the Joshua Williamson spin on him, for sure. Yeah. And perhaps the most unexpected, though it really shouldn't be unexpected, because we know at the end of Dark Crisis he said he was going to be staying on Earth. Friggin' Hal Jordan is there, too. We see him doing a little uh, Green Lantern thing, but for Green Arrow's mask. Yeah, of course uh, he's going to be teaming up with his buddy. Yeah, we gotta do hard-traveling heroes, because they're best friends. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, I want to see what... uh what friggin williamson does with hard traveling heroes especially because i like the pitch for green lantern being like look i miss too much when i'm not on earth i want to stay here yeah i hope they keep everything grant morrison did with him canon (laughs) i mean williamson loves him some morrison so i feel like they might that's true yeah i get the strong feeling that no he wouldn't be the one to wash it all away that's true that's very true 
But yeah, it's uh, it's Green Arrow. It's a brand new era. I'm as happy as I can be. And also, too, for someone like Williamson, who clearly has a love and affection for the Green Arrow family of characters because he keeps putting them in all of his stories, but yep. also because Williamson is an excellent fixer of continuity mm-hmm. and an excellent, you know, guy to make it all fit and make it work without really, yeah. you know, disregarding stuff from the past. E- exactly. He doesn't just throw away the past just to make something he wants, something, he, some OC he has relevant yeah. or anything. Like, he, he makes it fit, makes it work and everything. I'm really excited because he's also writing Superman at the same time. Yeah. So we could probably get some, get, get some crossovers. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be great. I think that's definitely going to happen because, hey, let's not forget Superman was there when Green Arrow died originally. Yes. Way back in the day. In fact, uh, I I guess that'll have to be the first issue to explain where it's like, okay, how did Ollie get back, though? Because he was the only person Mm -hmm. in Dark Crisis who actually died and stayed dead. Exactly. I imagine there's going to be – he probably won't even be in the first issue. I imagine the first arc is probably trying to find him. The search for Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta shoot him around the sun like they did with Spock. <laughs> gotta find his uh, Katra or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> gotta find that. Or again, or they just don't deal with it. He just wakes up in bed and it's like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> I don't think Williamson would do that. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Especially because he did Dark Crisis. He's like, no, no, I got a whole big long story here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> will we, Will we do a riff on the Kevin Smith years when he was dead the first time? Will he come back with like a big hobo beard shooting bleach bottles at the end of Homemade Arrows? I That, that would, would be really cool if he did. Yeah, I could see it happening. What I'm trying to say is I'm super stoked and I can't wait for it to, uh, can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, it'll be great. We're, we're both eating so well, Matt, between Superman and Green Arrow. So Thank good. you, Joshua Williamson. <laughs> now, uh, from comic news to movie news, we saw a little movement in what is, you know, becoming a real, real recurring segment on this show, and that is Ezra Miller Watch. What's Ezra Miller doing now? Are they in the room with us right now? Have they committed any more crimes? Yeah, have they broken into our home? <laughs> they could have. We don't know. Uh, The big scuttlebug this week, courtesy of Variety, who seems to be on top of all the Miller news, I get the strong feeling Variety, like, has someone close to Miller with, like, a friggin' camera phone who's just recording them at all hours. (laughs) And uh, this news became quite controversial. It had a lot of people asking why, and that is apparently... The word around the campfire is, is that higher ups within Warner Brothers are trying to or are wondering or thinking to themselves, you know, how could we maybe keep Ezra Miller on as the Flash? Which, uh, understandably, a lot of people are like, are you for fucking real (laughs) considering all the crimes this person has committed and all the money you yourself as a studio has had to pay out of pocket to, you know, pay off their accusers so you can have this Flashpoint movie? Are you for fucking real? (laughs) Again, you've totally blackballed people, but this person's behavior seems fine. In my reading of the story, and again, I, I don't know anything here, but I've connected a couple dots, and you can decide if you think I'm onto something or not. I truly, truly believe that this is Warner Brothers as a company and the executives trying to placate Miller and the Miller camp to keep them sweet, but to more importantly keep them calm, because again, given this person's erratic behavior that they've shown— Maybe they don't want to say, yeah, of course you're not going to have a job here when all of this is done. Yeah, of course you're not coming back for anything, because if so, what's stopping them from continuing their stint in rehab and assumedly getting whatever mental health help that they say they're getting? Because they say that several times 
in this article, given that Miller has stayed out of trouble since beginning their mental health treatment during the summer, some executives are amenable to continuing with the actor as the world-saving speedster after the Flash bows or uh, comes out in June 16th. I, I truly think this is just to keep them in line. I think it's that. And as well, they're not going to tell the general public, oh, well, we're not going to continue on with this this uh, this actor who's got an upcoming film, so you don't need to go and see this film. Exactly, because we already know they've had to spend a bunch of money on reshoots mm-hmm. and paying off mm-hmm. accusers. They have Michael Keaton in the movie, and they really want to show it off. And as I mentioned, and as we've mentioned nonstop, eventually Miller will have to promote the movie. So they probably want to keep them sweet and probably not want to make any waves. Another thing, too, I think this could be one of those issues of Warner Brothers and the execs actively trying to save face. Because, again, we we don't know where the whole, like, mental health journey is going with Ezra Miller. No, not at Maybe we'll eventually find out where they're like, oh, no, no, this person was greatly chemically imbalanced. Or, oh, this person was, like, really, you know, misdiagnosed. And maybe because stranger things have happened in Hollywood and this happens all the time. Maybe they have some sort of, like, Titanic comeback and, you know, they cry on all the night shows and everything and have a lot of sympathy created for themselves. Personally, I don't see that coming. But I feel like this is Warner Brothers covering covering their ass in case Miller does manage to pull Mm -hmm. a full-on karma Houdini. And there there is precedent for it. Robert Downey Jr. did it. Exactly, exactly. Now, Now, I get the feeling that even... Downey Jr. at his worst wasn't doing the sort of shit that yeah. Miller was accused of doing. I'm both God yeah. and the devil, and I've trafficked human beings over state lines, and I've, like, yeah. friggin', you know, egged on the FBI for saying they can't <laughs> find me. Yeah, I, I've tried to fight the KKK. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Another thing, too, you know, we've said before that, you know, Warner Brothers has already paid off this person's accusers. There was also, like, basically all but confirmed rumors that Miller filmed stuff well wanted by the police so maybe <laughs> the warner brothers top brass are like oh fuck we're really in bed with this person right now so i guess we kind of have to ride or die because anything bad that happens to them will eventually show on us as a company yeah well again their suits they only care about money so and again they've probably sunk god knows Way how much, much into this mu- into this movie more than what they were willing to and they they have to see some some return yeah. Another reason why I don't personally believe the story, and this is probably the strongest piece of evidence I have, and again, I could be wrong, I don't claim to be right on any of this, <laughs> James Gunn did weigh in on this on Twitter, because James Gunn as a new co-CEO is actually quite reachable, and James Gunn basically said, well, I don't know what's going on with the Miller situation, all I know is that, you know, we're developing our projects over here for the next seven to eight years. Which is basically him saying, look, I'm developing my shit, and I'm sure not considering Miller anything I'm <laughs> developing, so... Yeah, yeah, well, you can tell, like, you know, we're, we're not getting Affleck back, Cavill's out, yeah. Gal Gadot is probably gone. Yeah, patterns. You know. Patterns would yeah. dictate. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman, just a tangent here for a second. Remember Warner Brothers was supposed to make a Wonder Woman game? 
Yeah, that's still happening, I think. It's not, you know, I mean, it, it was announced last year. It's not going to come out for a couple of years. Because we haven't heard word one about it. And I'm like, well, if they're not developing a third movie and they're not doing any synergy, are they just going to kill that game? Because I know we haven't heard anything about it since we got the little trailer. And that just hit me the other day where it's like, yeah, weren't they developing a game? Was it supposed to have like the Nemesis system in it or something? I have no idea. I can't remember anything about that game. I know. Well, I mean, we didn't see anything. We just saw one little trailer where it's yeah. like, game coming soon. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they could still do it. Yeah. So th- th- that's my two cents on this Ezra Miller news. I doubt we're going to be seeing them again. But maybe maybe they're also trying to placate Miller and their can- – hey, here's the way out of it. Here's how I would fix it. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Ezra, you, you keep going to rehab. You keep talking to that psychiatrist, and you, you can keep being uh, Barry Allen. Uh, cast Wally West, guys. Cast Wally West for a brand new uh, Flash series. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're going it. back to Jay Garrick. <laughs> yeah, we're going back to Jay Garrick. You know what? The new Flash movie, Flash, gonna be Jay Garrick. Let's let's get a kindly older man actor in this role. You know, who's uh, who, who, who's not busy, who's not working currently, who could do this, who's who's a nice man. Tom Hanks? Now nah, Tom Hanks is a little too old. <laughs> Tom Hanks is a little too old, and Tom Hanks has, you know, been wearing a lot of makeup and prosthetics mm. and CGI in, like, every movie he's been in the last little bit. Yeah. Let's just cast John Wesley's ship again. He was good as yeah. Jay Garrick on the TV show. Yeah, and he's the best one. He was yeah. at the end of Stargirl. He was in everything. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your update, everyone. There's your Ezra Miller watch 2023. <laughs> if anything else breaks, we'll be back to talk more about it. Yeah, I'm, I, if, if anything happens in this story, it's going to be crazy just because oh, yeah. of what's happened so far. So expect the unexpected. It's the gift that keeps on giving for internet newsmen like us. Uh, now, before we move on to the next story, Cowboy helped us out with a very uh, generous donation. Thank you, sir. Hello, Joel and Matt. What Green Arrow comic would either of you choose for a theatrical movie? Also, is Green Arrow a better comic than Hawkeye? I mean, like all comics, they all have their good years and their bad years. I would say, you know, Hawkeye, for a bit, was one of the best comics at mm-hmm. Marvel. And I would say Green Arrow was one of the worst for a time. So, you know, it all ebbs and flows. It's all a roller coaster. But, I mean, yeah. stories to adapt. I mean, I kind of have a soft spot for the Jeff Lemire New 52 years because I think that's it's very easy to adapt. And he yeah. basically wrote it like a movie anyway. Yeah, it was set out very much like a film. It was written like a movie. I mean, you could do anything from the Judd Winnick years because I just love that mm-hmm. stuff so much. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I guess, I mean, you'd have to do an origin maybe, like a proper mm-hmm. origin, so he's not, you know, Batman light like the TV show made him. That's true, which, yeah. again, you'd probably end up doing Diggles year one, mm-hmm. which is honestly kind of a lot like what the TV show did, so maybe stay away from that because I feel like the TV show picked the bones of that story pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there, we got that going on. Uh, now, speaking of James Gunn, we were speaking of him quite a lot. It was also announced this week by interview that James Gunn is also writing for an unannounced DC TV show. Ooh. Ooh, I wonder if it's tied in with Peacemaker. That was my thought, too, where I'm like, okay, who can we actually spin off from Peacemaker? Maybe Judo Master gets a show? Well, he was, he's meant to be doing a Amanda Waller one, isn't he? That was that was my next one too. There were yeah. rumors that they wanted to do an Amanda Waller show, but the big stumbling block is obviously they needed Viola Davis to commit to the show, but also they wanted her to produce because I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, I would love an Amanda Waller show, especially after everything we saw with Abadayo at the end of that series and her being her daughter and all the places they could go. I would love a dysfunctional mother-daughter series about Amanda Waller and to find out more about the type of mother she was. It would be pretty cool, yeah. And also to put down like a solid origin story in the DC universe, because we didn't really get it in either the suicide squad movies or peacemaker no. they've they've alluded to an origin that she might have but the fact that she has a living daughter now kind of flies in the face of her old like comic origin yeah yeah because like and they so they also sort of touched upon it in the in the anime in justice league animated series uh, yes it was that one unlimited yeah where they like mentioned like her family died and stuff and yeah, yeah that she has a dead family that yeah. she was like uh, she was a civil servant who worked her way up from nothing. Like, I want to say, like, she started at the fucking DMV or something and worked yeah. her way up to being, like, a government spy master. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, I mean, that's just an interesting story in and of itself. Just, yeah. you know, a woman who climbed the ladder of political power just by being completely heartless and completely ruthless. Yeah, and you can you can play with, like, what effect that actually has on a person. Absolutely, you know. What wh- wh- again? What kind of mother would that make you? Yeah. When you're so totally heartless, and it didn't seem like her and her daughter had a bad relationship in the show. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like you know that she wanted to stay away from her, and I'm like, yeah, I imagine I would too if that was my parent. <laughs> <laughs> and learning so many dark truths about her too, where it's like, oh, the, even the people who work for my mom don't like her. Yeah, yeah, everyone hates her. <laughs> Yeah, everyone hates her because they know that they might ask her to, you know, <laughs> friggin' go on a suicide mission at some yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, Vigilante. I wonder if they would spin Vigilante off or if they would just want to keep Vigilante, you know, a peacemaker sidekick. I think he works better as a sidekick. I agree. I mean, there's lots of uh, villains in the prison who they could potentially spin off. I, I would watch a Rat Catcher 2 show. <laughs> What's she doing? Just, you know, being adorable and sleeping in? with sebastian the mouse that would be a pretty cool cool movie yeah yeah have her go back to gotham set that up see what that looks like Ooh, yeah good way to backdoor your new batman if you get it there you go that would be a fun uh you know who it is it's calendar man it's his brother sean (laughs) gunn in a show all about calendars (laughs) he's like don't worry bro i told you when i made it to the top you would have a show where you could finally do the deep complex calendar man series you've always (laughs) wanted to do there you go could it be a bloodshot show maybe i mean is uh uh, is he at the point where he would still want to do television i mean i don't know why he's doing a luther film so that's true and he's in friggin uh what is it cyberpunk so idris elba just does whatever idris elba wants (laughs) yeah i i can imagine he'd be up for it up to working because like for all i've seen he enjoyed playing bloodsport and he was great and you know we saw him do like the big turn from you know villain to anti-hero so i would love to see him continue on that journey Mm -hmm. so yeah there's definitely places they could go but yeah an unannounced uh friggin james gunn show either that or this is the big dream moment where it's like okay i'm in charge now i can do whatever i want who 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 do i want to do who's a character that i personally love and want to see put on television yeah yeah Jaden says king shark yeah i'd watch the king shark show <laughs> hey salone's doing great on tv right now in tulsa yeah. king let's give him another show yeah he won't have to like say much or do much no i get paid by the word bird <laughs> <laughs> Tulsa King is great, by the way. It is. It's really good. 
especially that last episode where I'm like, oh man, they really uh they really set the stage, didn't they? Yeah, I think the finale's tonight. I think is it? I thought Tomorrow. it was a Sunday show. I can't. Well, it's Sunday for me, so I get ah, it like true, a, true, almost true. a day early. So yeah. But yeah, James Gunn, a busy man, writing for an unannounced DC TV show, wrapping production apparently on Guardians Three. He said he was sending in notes for the editors that he wanted. Apparently he was also serving as reference for Rocket Raccoon, so he had to, like, go in and do more stuff himself. He's, he's, he's all over the place, this man. He really is. And working for both companies, which yeah. has to be a really weird feeling. It has to be, yeah. Really weird. That you're working for both Marvel and DC, and they both want to be really nice to you right now. Yeah, and and, and it's, really, it's really funny as well that, because everyone always assumes, oh, they're, they're competition, they wouldn't want that. But mm-hmm. it's like, both companies are like, yeah, sure, work for each other, it's cool. If we're both making money, why the fuck not? Exactly. <laughs> Gotta make that money. I mean, again, it's the same deal with Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky works for both companies too. Why? Because he makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, and he's good at his job. <laughs> Indeed. Cowboy again did a uh, hardcore's appearance in uh, Black Adam Surprise Theater. I still haven't watched Black Adam. <laughs> is she in it? Is she in that too? Uh, I want to say yes. I can't fucking remember anything about okay. that film. If, if she is then, then maybe she's the one getting a spinoff. And maybe she definitely is the female peacemaker. <laughs> it's all hardcore all the time. <laughs> The new hardcore cinematic universe. Man, the fact that she's the freaking glue that ties all these things together is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of love that. And the fact that James Gunn is married to her, too, which is even better. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) God, I I saw a thing. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode where people were like, oh, you know, freaking James Gunn's running the universe. No, I bet he's going to cast his wife as Wonder Woman. And people were really quick to show cosplay footage of her as Wonder Woman. (laughs) That's like, well, actually, she's. She it's like okay good, yeah okay do it <laughs> yeah, where it's like i mean i i didn't think you would have that in the chamber and ready to go but i mean all right <laughs> fair enough uh now moving on from you know movie news that we're really excited about to movie news that i'm more tentative about apparently sony in their continued effort to just make the weirdest goddamn decisions under the sun has tapped atlanta's own donald glover to i'm assuming write star and produce in a hypno hustler movie good old hypno hustler the the best spider-man villain (laughs) everyone's favorite not a character that is literally a punchline joke within the comic community itself (laughs) i i really i really wonder in this situation did they go to donald glover and say we want you to make a hypno hustler movie or did he come to them and be like look you guys clearly are green lighting anything and everything under the sun i would like to make a hypno hustler movie and they're like yeah sure whatever man no no this is definitely something sony approached him with and or it was part of some deal because is he is like atlanta and like all the stuff donald glover do through sony well, it's on Disney Plus, at least in Canada, at least Atlanta okay. is. Yeah, because may- maybe he's got, like, something to do, maybe with his music. Maybe, he- yeah, maybe he's got an in, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and they, they like, put this in the contract or something. Or, yeah, you have to do a hypno hustle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I read the fine print? Shit. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Sony. I mean, look, if all it is is just one giant two-hour-long Atlanta episode, I mean, shit, that last season, they did an entire episode dedicated to a mockumentary making of the Goofy movie that was just, like, complete alternate history that they filmed and shot like a real documentary. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm thinking they just need to do that with Hypno Hustler. It's like, you know, it's like a true crime story where they're interviewing Hypno Hustler in prison and he talks about coming up on the mean streaks of New York and, you know, battling Spider-Man and everything. And, you know, Spider-Man was racist, you know, because I was one of the only black supervillains <laughs> at the time. Well, what they need, what I could see happening is, oh, like, Glover obviously knows it's like a complete farce and it's like fucking yeah. Hypno Hustler. Oh, yeah. But, like, no one else does. Absolutely. So, like, none, none of the, like, whoever the fucking they hire as director, the writers, the execs, they all, like, like with Morbius, they take it fucking seriously. They think he's making a real movie. Yeah, whereas he's the, and he's just, he's just fucking clowns on them the whole fucking way. And that they don't, they don't amazing. get it. They don't get it. They think, oh my god, he's being method you know he's jared leto as joker you know <laughs> he does interviews and he comes out dressed as hypno hustler and he's like i need i need it to be true to the character you know true to the original text and works that's the only way that it's gonna work i have fully immersed myself in the world of the hypno hustler i have become <laughs> this character and you all just wouldn't understand you wouldn't understand <laughs> I would be all for that, that, you know, Donald Glover just uses this as a chance to make fucking Andy Kaufman-esque outsider art. Yes, please. Be great. <laughs> and get Sony to fit the bill for it, where it's like, look, you guys paid to release Morbius twice, so I think you can afford to give me a young genius of color, you know, a chance to make whatever the hell they want. Now, if if this film comes out, that's a big if, because I think that fucking El Muerto, whatever the fuck that wrestling, oh, I think yeah. that's fucking dead in the water with bad bunny yeah. um if if it does end up coming out what 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 are they going to try and shoehorn in to like make it try and connect to the mcu like you know how they did like with venom came over to like in oh, far from home minute. and then yeah for a minute and then immediately went back and then the fucking went back. and then fucking vulture in in morbius for some reason like what's what do you reckon the tie is gonna be oh man yeah we should hang out we should get together <laughs> well i mean obviously we have to film a scene on jared leto's island because that's the only mm -hmm. way to get him involved in the movie well i reckon he i think he could be involved in it but like who from the mcu like how are they gonna tie oh to the yeah MCU? like what what thing are they gonna like snatch over without telling uh marvel studios and they have no and then marvel studios in the next film would just like completely retcon it out uh so they ambush vincent d'onofrio as kingpin <laughs> while, while he's eating at a restaurant all glover just runs up to him and costumes but you only says, see hey. behind him you only see his bald head from behind you don't yeah. see because they couldn't get vincent d'onofrio because he he told him to you know get away from my house you fucking yeah, yeah, cretins please leave <laughs> See, that would be really funny, too, actually, where they just treat it like that. They just ambush Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, get that camera out of my face. Wow, I can't believe I met the real kingpin. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that was just Vincent D'Onofrio. He, yeah. he was wearing his robe, man, and taking Come back his in 2025 out. for Sinister Six. Yep, coming soon. Uh, a. Carter helped us out in the chat. Ooh, it sounds like Sony is trying to force their spump all over us again. Please, Tony, stop. <laughs> Ah, yes, the return of Spump, the Spider-Man universe movie series. <laughs> movie series of films. I forget what Spump even stands for, but uh, it's very funny. Something cinematic, yeah. It was it was terrible, terrible on their part for actually thinking that was a good acronym. Acronym that's very close to Spunk. <laughs> All the best acronyms are close to Spunk, you see. <laughs> But yeah, there's your update on the Hypno Hustler movie. I'm sure we'll have way more to talk about this and that it just won't fall off the face of the earth like that El Muerto movie did. Yeah, it probably 
won't end up coming out and if it does it's going to be a complete you know garbage fire and i hope the internet can can goad sony into wasting money mm. to release it a second time <laughs> if we just meme hard enough <laughs> oh carter helping us out there sony pictures universe of marvel characters fuck it out <laughs> Jesus Christ, someone got paid to come up with that. Would you even count any of these characters as Marvel characters? Like, yes, they have appeared in comics, but for not long enough to make even, like, no. an indent. No, I mean, Hypno Hustler has only been in, like, what, maybe, like, a couple stories and mostly... I as, think he's like, been in more jokes. as... more than uh, El Muerto. El Muerto. Yeah, El Muerto was in two. Yeah. A little two-story arc, which, again, makes me wonder there, did Bad Bunny come to them, or did they go to Bad Bunny and say, hey, you rap, you're popular, you do some wrestling, how would you like to I, do this? I never, never, never assumed that the talent came to Sony. <laughs> it's yeah. Sony going, what do we got? What do we got? What, what do we have to make to keep these rights? <laughs> to keep To keep these lights on for another week. See, I assume they just have, like, their doors open all the time where it's like, Sony, we're taking any and all applications. We have no ideas and are willing to hear from anybody. <laughs> Again, you know, Jeff the janitor had, you know, a pretty good idea, we thought. <laughs> you know, Susan from accounting says she liked that jackpot and we should do more with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was coming, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember the fucking jackpot movie they almost made. <laughs> They almost made a jackpot movie, and then who was the other character? She was only in one Dan Slot issue, but they like wanted to make a movie out of her because the whole gimmick was she looks like Mary Jane, but wasn't. Oh, I'm not too sure. Again, that character completely friggin' just whooped out of my brain. But that was one they wanted to make. <laughs> something, something luck or something. Also, yeah, there was a Silk show that might still be getting made for amazon because apparently lord and miller are attached to that one still yeah fucking madam webb just finished shooting yeah which again that movie actually will see the light of day and i really really wonder what the box office is going to look like on that because i mean at least you know madam webb is maybe a little bit more known than morbius or at least they can say like look we put all these spider women in the madam webb movie you, i guarantee you though they're going to shill the fuck out of spider-man being in the film but he's not going to be in the film yes again or it'll also... be like it'll be like oh you there's spider-man up on that building over there do you see him can you see him in that that pixel over there jackpot thank you guy with the camera 13 jackpot was the one i said i was saying luck something you know big luck <laughs> lucky oh luckerson you know the one <laughs> everyone remembers that one were they also working on a night thrasher movie too or did i just dream that i i mean i wouldn't be i always assume with sony that every single marvel spider-man mm. villain character has a movie in active development mm. Idris Alba is Night Thrasher. And he's just he's just blood sport on a fucking skateboard. <laughs> That's all it would be. That's literally all yeah. it would be. Yeah. Again, I would love to see him sleepwalk through that role. <laughs> Doesn't even change his accent. Ah, fucking Night Thrasher, isn't it? <laughs> Look at me go, grinding these rails. I'm like 30 years older than I should be. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Chem Dog, not Jackpot. I thought it was Big Bucks, no whammy. That's her name, right? <laughs> no whammy, no whammy, stop. <laughs> Honestly, I'm shocked they haven't made a Black Cat movie because at least it's like, hey, it's kind of like Catwoman, but kind of like Marvel, and we can get to it before DC eventually does a Catwoman movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
even though I'm pretty sure we will see a Catwoman spinoff of The Batman. Yeah, I'm pr- pr- most likely. Maybe a TV show. Yeah, considering all that focus she got. Hey, maybe that's the James Gunn DC show he's working on, The Catwoman. Ooh. They should call her that, by the way, because the movie was The Batman. They should definitely call her The Catwoman. Yeah, everyone should have Vara in front of them. The Joker. The yeah, Clayface. The, the Superman. Yeah, that should be the new That should be the new naming convention to know that we're in a brand new universe. Like, The Fast and the Furious. Everyone has to have The in front of their name now. Yeah. The Wonder Woman. Yeah, it the works. The Superman. It works. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Especially because you already, like, exhausted Dark Knight Man of Steel exactly so you can't do like princess of power you could do man of tomorrow and i actually would like to have superman Mm. with the subtitle man of tomorrow in it i wouldn't mind that yeah same with cape crusader i would like to see them work those in somewhere or the dark knight detective or something hey the scarlet speedster the emerald archer work those in somewhere yeah the the fish man (laughs) yeah yeah just yeah, does Aquaman have a... Have I guess a King of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's his. It's not nearly as fun as the other. Green Lantern is the Emerald Knight, obviously. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, do, do any of the heroes not have a subtitle? Like, all, like, the main ones. I'm, I'm trying to think. Does Martian Manhunter have one? I guess Martian Manhunter is kind of, like, a title. <laughs> it's, it's in my name. It's already there. I am the Martian, the Martian Manhunter. I don't need a subtitle. My name is already longer than most people's. Do the Hawk people have one? Huh. I mean, something of Thanagar, I guess. I guess yeah, Warriors of Thanagar or something. Yeah, the warriors of Thanagar, or, you know, sometimes when they're, like, Egyptian, you know, that's another thing. Yeah, like, the yeah, Lord of the Deep, Man Without Fear, you know, Spider-Man. I mean, the, the, even Marvel characters have to, the ever-loving Hulk, the amazing Spider-Man, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes, the Sentinel, Sentinel of Liberty. Exactly, it's Shellhead. all in there. <laughs> she, yeah, uh, now the Iron Avenger. No, Shellhead. <laughs> Yeah, no, she, yeah, Shellhead's better, I agree. When, when we do another Iron Man movie, it should be Shellhead Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man the Shell. Yeah, Spider-Man's got so many. Spectacular Spider-Man, he has so many adjectives. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't Manhunter be his actual name, not his hero name? Yeah, but then it gets confusing because there yeah, are there multiple is a, other a Manhunter. Man there is, like, an actual character called Manhunter. Multiple heroes named yeah. Manhunters and the Green Lantern Manhunter robots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have they ever done a story with all of them? They really should, where Martian Manhunter and all the other Manhunters have to team up to fight Green Lantern's Manhunters. Someone's killed, and their last word is Manhunter. And no one knows no what one, they it's mean. It's like, there's so many fucking Manhunters. Who was it? <laughs> Fuck. Get Tom King up on the phone, Matt. I think we got the next big Black Label series right there. That's good. Bland Boy. Ah, yes, the next Shazam movie will be called The Big Red Cheese. Yes, yes. I'm fine with it. <laughs> we got a Shazam story, actually, Bland Boy, so let's keep talking. In fact, that's our next story. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods actors, by which we mean the adult actors, not the kid actors, will be penning stories for DC's Shazam Lee Matters uh, special, which is a special one-shot issue to coincide with the movie. Obviously, we're getting the new Mark Wade series, which I'm super fucking excited for. Yes, yes. But we're also getting a bunch of the actors from the movie, including Zachary Levi, to write stories for a Shazam family collection, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect them to blow my mind because they're actors, not writers. But even still, I love the idea that they're doing it. Did they ask The Rock? (laughs) 
Yeah, really. And The Rock was like, mm, writing a comic might work for you, but not for me. I'll not write a Rock. comic if only I can fight Superman and not have Shazam in it at all. <laughs> mm, share a comic with other people. I don't know about <laughs> that, Jabroni. <laughs> is what he said. Then he downed some of his energy drink, but he didn't yeah, really. He just, like, poured it past himself. <laughs> yeah, the, the comic would be one big show piece for his tequila. Yeah. Now, look, if you want to keep talking to The Rock, you better buy some tequila, is all I'm saying. <laughs> That, that's the thing, it's Black Adam is just drinking his tequila for 22 pages. Yeah, and then Superman appears in the final page and and, yeah. and dies by just looking at Black Adam because Black Adam is so fucking cool. I was thinking of this the other day, that goddamn Super Pets movie that was also involved with The Rock in DC that I think has basically been deleted from people's memories, the post-credit in that was yeah. setting up Black no, Adam. That's all, he, that's all he talked about in uh, talking about the film. He was the main fucking character in that movie. He was crypto, and all he would talk about was uh, I appear at the end of Shazam uh, as a uh, Black Adam and and uh, his dog and everything. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Again, I think it's pretty easy to tell where that dude's like big motivators were. Yeah, and it failed, and I got so much shodden from it. From it, <laughs> it really. Again, you know, like looking back on Dark Crisis, that series is going to be so hilarious looking back on that now, <laughs> considering what a focal point Black Adam is and how Black Adam ends that story being like, and now I am off to my own future adventures because no doubt I will be a big star by now. <laughs> but I also like that his whole point in that story was him being a grumpy old man, un like hating that children are like yes, new heroes and stuff. And like he isn't and it felt very much like the rock like yeah. i can't have all these like children around me and ultimately his big hero moment is i need to learn how to share i need yeah. to share my yeah. power with everyone else <laughs> yeah yeah which again i don't think joshua williamson meant it that way when he wrote it but boy looking back on it now is it gonna be funny it is <laughs> But yeah, so there's all the news that was fit to print this week, everyone. Some pretty interesting stuff, some pretty interesting goings on, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and I guess with that, we can talk about what we read this week. And admittedly, I didn't read much. It was kind of a light week, but I'm happy about that because I was actually able to, uh, you know, actually chill and uh, basically enjoy what I read. Yeah, same. Uh, where would we like to start, Matt? Uh, let's start with Batman issue 131. Yes, the kickoff to the brand new Chip Zdarsky arc, a Gotham without a Batman, or the Bat-Man of Gotham. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about it? Yeah, yeah I, I quite enjoyed it. I like that uh, Zdarsky, much like uh, in the Failsafe arc, because this is a continuation of the Failsafe arc, Very much. Uh, he just like drops us in it. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Batman doesn't know yep. what the fuck's going on, so there's a great connect there where we, we're learning it as the hero is learning it. <laughs> and learning trying to figure it out. what's going on i also like the idea that batman's first thought is oh this is the i'm in the fucking multiverse um, yeah fucking trapped somewhere in the multiverse but i don't think he is no yeah again i definitely think there's an extra layer here because much like the failsafe story where it's like ah, you know we've seen brother eye we've seen all these other stories where like batman creates technology that gets out of control and tries to hurt him in the justice league much like this we have seen stories like this where you know batman goes to a world where batman is either dead or doesn't exist or turned evil or something but i think Zadarsky, being a scholar of comics, knows what to put in here to throw us for some loops and to put his own spin on it. Yeah, I personally think this is all in Bruce's mind, mm. and Failsafe has like taken him somewhere, and this is Bruce's mind trying to cope 
because like at the end he comes to the realization that this whole world this was the compassion he put into yeah, yeah. he gave him a world that doesn't have a batman so batman can become batman again and become right the better batman again and right. i think that I, this is all in his mind maybe i i like that pitch it's it is cool to see you know bruce wake up and be like okay i don't have my costumes i don't have my gadgets the city's still fucked up i don't have a cave or sidekicks but i'm still gonna get out of this because i'm <laughs> goddamn bruce wayne and i make batman worthwhile not the other way around yes I think it's a very nice touch. We're seeing some very cool cracked mirror versions of classic Batman characters. We have Two-Face Harvey Dent, who in this world is Judge Dent. He's Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. He's Mr. X. He's the Punisher. He's Judge Dredd. He's a little bit of the Judge from Batman the Animated Series. He's like several really excellent uh, references rolled up in one. Yeah, it's fantastic. And yeah, the whole idea is that gotham is ruled by like a rule of like are you sane or insane Mm -hmm. and if you're insane you get fucking killed again judge dent still obsessed with duality Mm -hmm. instead of you know heads or tails it's sane or insane yep uh the kingpin of crime in this city is selena kyle who kept the leather and the claws but not the cat motif yep makes sense it's kind of cool actually because again they played with that idea in several other stories you know what if uh selena broke bad completely and you know lived up to her mobster connections like from the long halloween uh-huh. also i could be wrong but like her number two woman there was that leslie Tompkins? i want to say this she's not named but she definitely looked like her because that's crazy too you know number two major domo leslie Tompkins. <laughs> In a world where maybe all the Waynes died or didn't exist, she doesn't become a psychologist and she becomes a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Also, Red Mask, who we're unsure who they might be. They could be several people. Mm-hmm. Might be might be Jason, as a Red Hood reference. Yeah. Might be might be Roman Sionis, or I thought it might even be Amadeus Arkham, because it looked like he was taking care of a bunch of uh, asylum inmates, and uh, Amadeus Arkham was briefly Black Mask before re- the New 52. I reckon it could be Joker. Mm, also interesting so ah, fuck, because... fucking around with people and like toxins and shit and like this is like a joker who's like just I don't, like a normal dude more or less right he's a different kind of red hood i like that yeah in this world he's still put on the red hood anyway but for a completely different reason huh <laughs> that would be fun that would be interesting we also see julia or jewel as she called is that uh is that alfred's daughter i thought that might be alfred's daughter maybe i i'm I'm guessing like for this story she's going to be the robin yeah which i like that you know we worked in another teen sidekick which is not also to say that tim doesn't get some love because tim gets a very strong backup issue he does yes i quite enjoyed this backup issue yeah where tim is you know very dedicated to trying you know find batman and keep the city safe in batman's absence where you know nightwing is like man, whatever man he's batman he disappears all the time he dies all the time it'll be fine he'll be back you'll see and tim's like nah you weren't with him when failsafe shot a man he was breaking down you know i'm really worried about him yeah yeah we also get to see uh superman's new costume in here when john comes yeah. to help him it's the first time we get to see that new that new leather jacket costume love it also like getting to see john and tim hang out because they don't ever really hang out they know each other through nightwing but i think this is like maybe their first meeting i'm pretty sure it is yeah which is kind of cool it is (laughs) you know we're both parts of these big legacies but we don't hang out yeah yeah and they and then they seemingly aren't even on that great a foot 
No, no, I like that. I like that they're just not always like friends just because oh, their dads knew each other. Yeah, I'm sure John is like, man, I wish my buddy Damien was here. (laughs) (laughs) For a second, I thought it was when I picked up the thing. I'm like, oh, look, it's uh, Damien and John again. I'm like, oh, no, it's uh, John and Tim. Holy shit. (laughs) I also like that they're playing uh, with Toy Man. Uh, yeah, and, right. and like like the like Winslow Schlott Toy Man, who never gets any love. No, I love what they do with the criminals, where it's like all the AAA villains aren't doing shit while Batman is gone because they're like, nope, he's gonna come back. It's a trap, it's a trick, it's bait. <laughs> I'm not gonna do any big schemes while he's gone. <laughs> but all like the lower tier dumbass C list villains are like, no, this is my time. I can take over the city while he's gone, man. <laughs> I love there's a loser henchman who, like, becomes his own Joker. I'm cut yeah. up now. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, I'm like, you're a lame friggin' ripoff, <laughs> and you deserve this ass-kicking that's coming to you. <laughs> but yeah, great book, great backup, good time to be reading Batman, I would say. It is, yeah. The chat's saying there, the Joel Slurpcast, I'm, I'm thirsty, everyone. I'm talking very quickly. <laughs> I'm sorry someone gifted me an ice-cold Harvey's root beer that you know i drank too quickly and now i'm just like is there more there isn't <laughs> please send root beer everyone that's that's what i would like <laughs> but yeah uh, batman was great uh i had gold goblin another dark web tie-in that is great because it's not a dark web tie-in at all <laughs> in fact norman has an amazing bit in this where it's uh, it's normie's birthday uh-huh normie osborne and liz allen is like oh maybe we should postpone it the city is being attacked by demons and everything to which norman says now liz if we stopped our lives every time something bad happened in new york none of us would ever do anything (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'm like wow holy shit i feel like that's also christopher cantwell being like look i didn't know two issues of my five issue mini were going to be a tie-in either (laughs) yeah yeah fuck this (laughs) yeah fuck this i'm just gonna do my own thing and they do, and it's really kind of amazing. Again, I am shocked that a Norman Osborn book is this much about, you know, the theme of responsibility and being a better person. Yeah, that sounds great. It is It is truly astounding. Normie actually walks away with the line of this issue, which actually makes me interested to read that Red Goblin book when it happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that still hasn't happened. No, that's that's going to happen. That's oh, coming okay. I thought that like, like came and went. <laughs> No, no, that's still yet to come, which actually, I actually think that maybe Norman is going to stay good and be the heroic antagonist in that book. Okay, okay. Because they're doing a really good job drawing Normie and Norman closer together, because mm-hmm. it's his birthday and Normie's like, oh, you know, I miss my dead dad, Harry, you know, you think he would be proud of me, Grandpa, if he was alive and he was here right now, and Norman legitimately does not know what to say because it's like well you know me and your dad fought a lot and like he sees the ghost of harry over his shoulder it's like yeah tell him tell him how much i suck dad tell him how much of a loser and a failure i am and how you always (laughs) had to bail me out so he lies to the kid it's like oh yeah he he'd be proud of you and he'd love you and normie goes for the fucking throat in the way that only children do and it's like well if you loved you know my dad so much grandpa you know why did you hurt him so much (laughs) And Norman just has no words. He's like, fuck. (laughs) Normally I'd feel nothing about this because I'm a sociopath, but now I'm feeling everything and this greatly hurts me to the core of my soul. But he learns from it. Oh my God. And when that new jack-o'-lantern comes and tries to kill him, he doesn't kill him back. He's like, look, what's your problem? Oh, I looked up to Norman Osborn. I looked up to the Green Goblin. He's like, well, fuck me. (laughs) 
There's your I guess problem. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm not just messing up my own family. I'm messing up other people, too. Look, I'm not going to kill you. In fact, I'm going to take you under my wing, and I'm going to try and teach you not to be an asshole. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy apologizes to Norm. He's like, I'm sorry I ruined your birthday party, Norm. He's like, it's okay. It was lame anyway. <laughs> And I just love this idea about Norman Osborn growing and changing as a person. It's almost too good. It's like, man, they're just going to undo this anyway and have him be the Green Goblin again at yep. some point. And that's such a shame because this is working out so good. I would not be shocked if it doesn't happen as soon as this uh, run is done. Maybe. Like, they even had some great stuff with the sins, too, because Norman's like, okay, so Queen Goblin is the amalgamation of all my sins. So I should go and kill her, right? Because then my sins will die with her. Ah, but then I'll be a murderer and then I'll be, you know, no better than my old villainous self. Also, Kafka didn't ask for any of this. And also, I'm pretty sure my sins are slowly killing her. And if she dies, they're just going to come back to me anyway. So fuck, so I can't win no matter what I do. <laughs> and it's like him really having this, like, meta metaphysical, you know, crisis of being like, I really am damned if I do and damned if I don't. But right. I guess I better do any good anyway in the short amount of time I have. Yeah, okay. It's shocking that like how self-aware this story is, where Norman's like, I will almost certainly go bad again because I'm in a comic book, and that's what happens in comic books. <laughs> but he knows it, and it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gold Goblin continues to be shockingly surprising in its quality. Nice, nice. Yeah, ne never has a more seemingly creatively bankrupt idea actually really worked out. Yeah, actually, yeah, it sounds really good. And it's Chris yeah. Campbell, so it's, it was going to be good regardless. Dude's turning in an amazing body of work. Yeah. And, and no, as a bunch of people in the comment section are saying, I don't think that, you know, he's the person who would be able to come on and save Spider-Man because I truly believe the problem has nothing to do with writers and everything to do with editorial. Yeah. I'm sure they'd eventually, you know, suck his will out the same way they sucked out the will of Spencer and Wells and probably Slot too at a point. It's it's mandates. They they come on and but they have like a set num a set list of you need to do this and this and this, this and by this. this issue, by this issue, you know, all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. So they have to sort of write around that and it turns into a mess. It's, it's definitely and not the writer's problem. And you can't do this and you can't use this character yeah. and you certainly can't do that. Mm -hmm. I, tr I truly feel as more time goes on that that is 100% what the problem is with Spider-Man. And it's only ever that book as well, that, like, Spider-Man. It's, it's just editorialized to death. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't really seen it in, like, anything else. I don't see it in, like, you know, Captain America or Iron Man or anything like that, or the Avengers. You, you always see it in Spider-Man. I mean, there was a couple of years in X-Men when they basically editorialized that one to death where they were jogging in place because they're like, well, we can't make any money off the movie, so we're not going to try and recreate anything new, That's so true. just re rehash everything old, which is kind of where they're at with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, I think they're more protective of Spider-Man because they're like, well, he's the unofficial mascot of the company, for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. He's our Mickey Mouse. He's our SpongeBob. So, you know, obviously we want to keep him a very certain way. Yeah. As well, to be fair, no matter what you do with Spider-Man, there's going to be a gaggle of people that just bitch and moan about it. Oh, of course. Like, oh, of course. You could deliver, like, the most, like, the, like, best run ever, and there would be, like, a group of people that just shit all over it. This is also true. The fans also keep him basically in glass and hold him up to a ridiculously yeah. high regard as well. You're right. So maybe editorial is afraid of offending those fans by doing anything too crazy or too out there, which is hilarious because I think probably the most 
people enjoyed a new Spider-Man thing was Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, when they said, it was Fuck it, we're great. chucking out. Yeah, when they said, fuck it, we're chucking out everything. And they told a great Dr. Octopus story yeah. and something that, you know, again, a story about villainous redemption and something exactly. that was true to themes and ideas of the series. And a lot of people did say that it was the worst goddamn yeah. thing and ever. And they still and, fucking do. And they do. And I'm like, did you read it, though? You cannot tell me that what's going on now is worse than that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I would I would take a hundred more superiors at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really would. I, I wish Zeb Wells would be like, fuck it, we're doing something crazy. Yeah. Hell, even the Beyond run I quite enjoyed, because again, yeah, we're doing different. something crazy. Yeah, something different. Yeah, we're doing something different and crazy. It's about, you know, Peter trying to rebuild himself and get back in the saddle and, you know, asking, can he share the mantle of Spider-Man with Ben? You know, can he be his spiritual brother? Mm-hmm. Which makes me, you know, totally dislike uh, what they're friggin' doing in uh, Dark Web right now. Yeah, yeah. Also, whoa, hey, cowboy, thank you hey. so much for that one. And yes, Superior Spider-Man comics were great, and I still think they're great, and I wish they had actually handled Auk a little better afterwards. I wish they would continue, because there was a while there where they, they looked like they were going to, okay, so Superior worked for this character, let's do it for Iron Man. And then let's they do it. Did. And then, like, I thought they were going to continue that on and do they like stopped Superior after Captain America and Superior Fantastic Four. Should just do make like a run of that. I mean, they do it in theme, if not in name. Because I, I mean, guess, when yeah. Doug, when Duggan wrote Hulk and he became Doc Green, that was basically Superior Hulk. It's when true. Captain Marvel became a villain there for a little bit, only a couple of years ago, that was basically Superior Captain Marvel. That's true. Yeah. They, they, but you're right. They should have kept the name, just so you know. I mean, wh- what was Secret Empire if not Superior Captain America? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no one loves Spider Man more than Spider Man fans, but no one hates Spider Man more yeah. than Spider Man fans. Every, you're it's, absolutely it's, right, Acre. It's, it's like clockwork. Something new comes out in the comic, or like they will uh, bring something back. There'll be someone in those comments just bitching about it. It's. I guess it's very special and very true to true you know certain nerd brands there and certain just you know like genres in general i would say star wars fans are like that and i would say Mm -hmm. like kiss fans are like that too (laughs) we love everything we know everything and we hate everything as well too (laughs) Our, our love runs just as deep as our hate and can change on a dime it can it can yeah yeah so yeah there's uh there's that one everyone there's gold goblin actually pretty fucking cool nice nice uh, what did you have, Matt, from this week? Ah, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, issue 9. Ah, I just read this one before we started, and I'm glad I did, because I knew we'd want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that means I'm not going to spoil you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I flipped through the book as I flipped through everyone to see if we've been right. And hey, uh, spoiler warning, everyone, the theory Matt and I have been kicking around from the very beginning turned out to actually be correct. <laughs> yeah, but, but to be fair, it was like a fairly obvious, like... It uh, was very... Theory, Yeah. <laughs> If you paid attention, they kept saying, like, geez, you know, people are making decisions that don't make a lot of sense. You know, man, there must be another phantom player out here, someone who can move between all the factions, (laughs) someone who can maybe change their shape. Well, who do we know who changes their shape? Ah, Martians. Yeah, ah, white Martians. Oh, it fits their MO perfectly. They so descend into into worlds Mm -hmm. and then just come in and sweep up the the aftermath. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's totally what it was. And I got to say, it works. It works really well. They even go a step further because it's like, hey, Alfred, who you've been dealing with all this time, remember how he said he was the last survivor of a war? Yeah, he meant a space war. Yeah, he, he's a green Martian, probably Martian Manhunter. 
which is really cool in and of itself. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've been, you've been here the whole time. It, yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> you've been here the whole time. I loved that reveal. I love what they did with Cassandra Cain being like, yes, I am one of the Robins. I am one of Batman's spies. And also mm-hmm. I live here on the Amazon island of women. And I'm like, ah, fun. She's like the only one who could like go over there and, and blend in. <laughs> yeah, I can be both yeah 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 i like that like this is the issue where like everyone comes to the realization like oh we've been played like a damn fiddle and we've been been bamboozled and and, uh, in a way that also like makes like the next three issues quite obvious whereas okay they're all just gonna all three armies are gonna band together and fight white martians or something yeah of course it begs the question who who of who who of who we have seen so far is a white martian that as well as like the things we have seen where like like uh like obviously prince cal attacking bruce that was a white martian yeah uh, like the killing of like jefferson's like there could be like a twist where like oh one of them was actually like the real deal like exactly like, supergirl actually did kill jefferson pierce and all that yeah, yeah like one of these horrible things is going to have to eventually be true yeah there's also still the green man in there who is kind of like a weird wrench thrown and all that and i do love the idea that the green man oh do you mean the green lantern joker or do we mean alfred who is also a green man yeah yeah it's great and great there's a lot of gray layers on this one and yeah matt i think you're totally right on that one of the atrocities we see is going to actually have been the work of a real person and yeah. not of a white martian yeah, technically zala because she killed i guess like her killing jefferson was the real one just because that was like in in response to right to, the death to of what he, yeah to what he did and everything so maybe maybe it's that one or maybe they will like reveal that it was something else yeah right which which i still thought too that you know the death of king jarell there oh maybe that actually was his wife who did that one because you know if we're riffing on game of thrones this is totally the murder of a uh, john aaron where it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah he died oh is it because of the dark secret he know no his wife killed him because uh he was cheating on her yep it was a completely different thing that everyone assumed was, you know, because of deep, you know, political secrets. And now he got murdered because of a totally different thing. That would actually be also really cool story-wise just because people have been treating the elves as aliens. They're aliens and everything. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that brought Lara down was a very human emotion of jealousy. Human jealousy. Yeah, I like that, that a lot cool. too. Yeah. Where it's like, no, 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 White Martian didn't do that. I did. <laughs> I was the one who directed Green Arrow to shoot him with the Kryptonite Arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. But yeah, Dark Knights of Steel, great, great issue. It delivered on, you know, what we had assumed, but it did so in a really cool way where, you know, it's all chaotic and everyone's fighting. And then when the dust literally clears, it's like, hey, wait a minute, there's two Queen Laras. <laughs> the hell happened here? <laughs> Good shit, good shit all over. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, the last new one I had was uh, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, number eight. Again, more uh, Kelly and Lanzig as we were talking. Cool, I've been catching up on this in, this week. I haven't read this issue, but I'm, I'm getting close to it. It's uh, it's very good. It's uh, Captain America wakes up in a field in Kansas like we all do, having lost his memory. Yeah, we've all been there. All been there. We've all been there, you know. We've all been there. Pff, college, am I right? <laughs> And Cap's like, oh, shit, I've been out for at least 100 hours. We had a whole big mission. We were going to take down AIM because we know the Outer Circle was supporting them, you know, uh, covertly. What what happened? Oh, the entire island of Manhattan has fallen and AIM has erected a giant shield around them? Shit. Oh, uh, fucking, fucking New York in, in, in the Marvel. Like, th- this would have been, like, probably weeks just 
just weeks after that whole thing in Avengers where like Konshu took over America and took yep. over the uh New York and everything and yeah. <laughs> Within the last couple of years they've had Hydra Nazis, yeah. mummies, plant people, symbiotes, uh giant space gods, yeah. and now Aang. Yeah, that's great. Great time to be in New York. Why does anyone live there? I'm guessing in the Marvel Universe rent is like way cheaper than it is in actual New York. <laughs> It's like 50 bucks a week for a loft in Chelsea. <laughs> that's, like, without, geez, that's without like insurance, like yeah. damage control insurance. <laughs> I'd love to leave, but the uh, freaking prices are just way too good. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Have you seen that Chinese food spot down there? You can get roast pork and rice for five bucks. <laughs> Best deal. There's street food on every corner and conventions every year. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, they've lost their memories and they're like, shit, you know, we need we need someone to help us out here. You know, we're a covert action team. You know, we're wildcats, but we don't have a psychic. And Steve is like, I know a psychic who can help us, but it's going to be really embarrassing to try and get her help. <laughs> I've seen this panel. <laughs> He's talking about Emma because they were totally flirting with each other at the Hellfire Gala. And he's embarrassed. He's like, well, I don't want to call her when Sharon's around. And Sharon's like, dude, it's it's fine. You don't have to be a monk when we're like on break and I'm on other missions. It's fine. <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, if you say it's fine, then you know, I'll, I'll speak the psychic word that summons her, but the word is really embarrassing, and the word is mommy. <laughs> <laughs> because who's your mommy, Steve? It's me, Emma. Say it. Say it again. I'm just going to step on you now. <laughs> yeah, say it nice and loud so everyone can hear you, poster boy for America. <laughs> What's really great about that scene is that everyone's mostly cool with working with Emma, except for Peggy. Yeah. Okay. Peggy hates her. Peggy's like, why would we work with her? She's a gene supremacist. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, fair like, enough. Not, 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 you know, not uh, really, you know, lying there. But yeah. No, she's, I get, Emma doesn't even deny. She's like, no, 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 child. I'm a gene absolutist. Supremacy, that'll come out in the wash many years from now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you saucy bitch, Emma. This is why we love you. <laughs> But but really, though, the reason that uh, Peggy is mad at Emma is that she doesn't want anyone rooting around in her head because Peggy is actually a double agent for Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if she went in her head, she'd probably be able to figure that out. Yeah, right. Uh, the one responsible for fucking up their memories is actually MODOK, but not the MODOK you think, not the mechanized organism designed for killing. This is the mechanized organism designed for control. Okay. So it's a C, not a K, and Redacted, uh, Captain America's new robot buddy, recognizes this MODOK with a C because he is one of the star points. Ah, okay. So him, Winter Soldier, Redacted, they're like the special elite uh, soldiers and problem solvers for the Outer Circle. Okay. Where they would be sent to kill people, he would be sent to, like, white mines and shit. Cool. And I'm like, that's really awesome, actually. I love, I love yeah. that shit. That's that, that's very anime, where it's like, ah, yes, who are the eight devils of Kamon? Who are you know? <laughs> who are the special ninja assassins? Let's find yeah. out about all of them and their gimmicks. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what what future boss fights will we have? And I love that it's Modok, but not the Modok you think. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I w wonder when they're gonna start talking about the fact that Steve we see now is technically a Krakoan clone. I thought they would in this issue. I yeah, really did. I thought involving Emma Frost, she was like, you know, flip something in his brain and it'll become like a fucking Krakoan agent or something. That, that's that got to come later. I'm assuming that will come 
when they eventually decide to do away with the mutant resurrection protocols and like the Full chickens X, will come maybe yeah exactly where the chickens will come home to roost for everyone who's been resurrected and it's like oh shit steve that that includes you too actually yeah like it's the Krakoan virus because you know x-men stories love their techno organic viruses and their mm-hmm. legacy viruses and everything so it's like oh anyone who's ever been resurrected which is like everyone by this point is about to get sick yep <laughs> including you <laughs> or at least have emma when she leaves being like oh don't mention it steve again us mutants gotta stick together right oops did i say that <laughs> my bad <laughs> yeah just, just don't say this this other phrase and you'll be fine you won't turn into some sort of like mind-controlled killer that we have just hidden in the avengers hey j- hey did you manchurian candidate me i promise we didn't manchurian candidate you <laughs> okay maybe a little bit maybe just a tiny bit no, seriously, Captain America and Manchurian Candidate kind of go together, don't they? Oh, like, like you know, cookies and cream. It would really fit, wouldn't it? Like, ah, oh, damn it, you Manchurian candidate me. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great story. It's awesome. Cap's like, you know, we're going we're gonna to liberate America. We're going to go back there, but we're going to do it more than just as the new Secret Avengers. We're invaders. Invaders. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, oh, Kelly and Lanzik, you know exactly how to tickle my heartstrings. I fucking love the invaders as a concept. <laughs> We're going to liberate the island of Manhattan. And hey, because it's an island, maybe we should call the king of Atlantis we know, who's also a former invader. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's the other human torch doing these days? That's a good question. Call him up, see what he's doing. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Jim Hammond. <laughs> oh, God, Hammond's another star point. Oh, is he? No, I'm saying wouldn't that be funny if we found oh, out that uh, Hammond was a star point? <laughs> because they put something in his robot programming. They've sent him on a bunch of missions that he doesn't even remember. I, I want to say he's not a robot anymore. Is he not? Did they fix that at some point? I want to say they made him a real boy. <laughs> they made him a real boy? They really Pinocchio? I, I think maybe in like the James Robinson Invaders run. Which was good. I want to say. I'm, I'm not, I can't really remember. I, I really want them to bring Jim Hammond back because he had a great new costume there for a minute. He did. With the flames on and everything, I'm like, damn, that's a cool look. He should yeah. be in more things just to show that off. Yeah. It's good, good shit. Uh, so, yeah, what else do you got? Because that was basically the last new one I got. Uh, I've got Avengers 64, which is my last one uh, as well. Ah, uh, yes. What's going on in the world of Avengers? As you were telling me, uh, Aaron seems to be closing up shop slowly but surely. Yeah, this is this is still the Avengers Assemble one, and uh, yeah, it was all right. Like it's it's just it's just the multiversal masters of evil fighting two Avengers teams, and it's like that for the whole issue. But then we have the added fact that Tony is fighting his father now because his father, uh, from a different Earth, is like Mephisto's Iron Inquisitor. That happened. That's a storyline that's been running since issue thirty. I know that we're on sixty-four. We're on sixty-four right now. So thirty fucking issues. About time you fucking paid that off. That was about where I dropped off. Actually, it's fun to know that they're still dealing with it. Yeah, they they they, he ends it this time. It's like, oh, finally, finally, you're ending it. Tony fights his dad. He's his dad does the old, you know, join me, rule the galaxy. They make a cool <laughs> Empire Strikes Back joke. Tony's like, no, you fucking weirdo. You know, and it, it, it's kind of interesting because it, it it's it's over so quickly. So it's a little disappointing that you've had 30 issues and oh, Tony just beats him. But <laughs> then again, that's kind of the point Tony's trying to make where it's like you think because they, they, they share their armor and they get into a fucking fist fight. 
and, and and the whole point is Tony, Tony knows that like his father was always about like the cutting edge weaponry and they used to like Naturally. win the war and everything and you know it, advantage and everything but when his father didn't have that he's just like a sad old man <laughs> and he's, he's he's a coward and everything and Tony doesn't end up killing him what he ends up doing is he crushes both of his hands oh, and like, no. like just fucks up his hands and he leaves, Dr. Strange's him yeah and leaves him in a cave and the idea is that he because he's got Mephisto magic on he's effectively immortal and mm-hmm. Tony's Tony says he's going to leave him in that cave until the Mephisto magic wears off so he can wither and die while the world outside becomes a world of wonders and a world of Avengers, all thanks to it not having a Howard Stark. Oh, that's pretty fucking hardcore. It is fucking hardcore, yeah. And yeah, he's, he's, he, he, he gets sealed in the cave screaming that he wants his son to kill him and everything. And yeah, <laughs> it's kind of brutal. Damn. Kind yeah, it's pretty... Um, <laughs> we learn who the dark phoenix of the multiversal masters of evil is and i can't believe mm. i didn't think of it before it's fucking mystique oh and it makes total brilliant. sense because you look at her costume she's literally just wearing destiny's mask and like robes she's she's also raven dark home dark raven yeah. dark bird yes yes <laughs> yes that's a pretty good touch yeah how has mystique never had the phoenix force before <laughs> yeah well she has now um and she, they she finds that they're losing the battle you know uh the the black black uh skull the the red skull with the the symbiote dies and like gets the symbiote the symbiote goes onto the young thanos and they beat him and they're losing and everything so she goes to find doom and we find that doom has just completely ghosted the entire team uh, as of course it's fucking dr doom he's not going to mm. saddle himself with losers and we find that he's he's basically used the the multiversal masters of evil and mephisto as distractions while he has gone around the entire multiverse and collected all of their dr dooms like <laughs> lobotomized them into like his own army and they all are heading to earth on a dr doom ego um oh, the shit. living planet to destroy earth that's pretty baller yeah that's pretty cool. Very, very Marvel too. It was me, Doctor Doom. I yeah. was behind it all. all yeah. The time. Now you have to fight an army of me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Works. Checks out. Yeah, but yeah, again, like f- f- fucking thirty issues. The, the the you know everything. All these stories. He's 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 just suddenly picking back up. Like, oh yeah, I've got that to like round out. Mm, so, some th- might say it's a little belabored. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's a little belabored, a little, little, little long-winded. It sounds just, like just a little, just a little long-winded. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he expected to go for this long. No, I don't think so. I either. think, I think he's like, okay, uh, they're going to tell me to like stop here. Oh, Any they, day. Now, oh, they yeah. didn't. Oh, they didn't. I've got to keep writing. Oh, 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 they're going to tell me to stop after Heroes Reborn. Oh no, I they mean, didn't. <laughs> I mean, shit. He wrote Thor for almost a goddamn decade. So That's I mean, true. you know. That's true, but it seemed like he actually had like a whole like thing to say tapestry planned out whereas here it's like eh, i don't know and, and an end in mind too like you read yeah. the end of his thor run it's like oh yeah you definitely started with this end and then worked your way back from it yeah yeah i don't know what exactly his ending is going to be here obviously it's just we're going to get a new avengers book sometime soon of course do, do we know anything with colson because that was a big thing like colson's no, back and colson's doing it fucking really because that yeah. was the big selling point like colson's here and colson's evil and he's got the squadron supreme to be his own avengers team and then nothing came of it the only real carryover from that is that nighthawk is now on the avengers oh shit huh. that's like like he decided to join the avengers because of what they were doing and he, he knows he's not like a real person 
per se. Right. He's just like a, a, a creation. Construct, yeah. But yeah, he's and they were they were planning on doing they did something like a like a while ago now with like because the the squadron is still there but they they're they're all fucked up because they're they're like they were created for that colson world yeah yeah. but they're still in the 616 universe so i know like hyperion was like in like a black site or something being like interrogated or something they they couldn't let him out because he was fucking insane and everything and naturally yeah I, i they haven't done anything with any of that in long time long like Weird. since the end of heroes reborn weird choice yeah i guess that that'll be the next thing is like, oh it's been 30 issues we'll, we'll bring <laughs> that back. back to that time to bring that back <laughs> maybe you're right matt <laughs> well thank you everyone for watching and listening we really appreciate it as always especially everyone who comes and joins us live and donates again you guys really help mm. uh keep the lights on and keep this thing flowing uh we're going to be trying something new on the channel for the next little bit because youtube as i have complained time and time again seems to be really really pushing down longer form podcast content and searchability uh so matt and i have decided for the next little bit we're going to be trying the uh highlight model which obviously you know if you're a fan of like castle super beast and lots of other podcasts that's basically how they do it so we're going to cut out what we think are the best segments we're going to be sprinkling those on the main cape joel channel throughout the week if you want to listen to the whole show you still absolutely can the show's not going anywhere you can catch it live like you're doing right now we love it when that can happen we know you've all got busy lives and can't do it so it means the world to us when you can actually make it you'll always be able to get the audio version when that comes out usually about a week later or when i remember (laughs) which will be completely ad free and you can listen to that the whole way through uh if you're a fan of the video version uh i would recommend if you could if you found it in yourself if you have a little extra change around become a patron because we'll try and get that up right away and in fact matt and i have worked out a way that we'll probably be able to get that up sooner too for patrons so Mm -hmm. again anyone can join the patron uh for at least a dollar for a dollar a month that gets you the complete audio version basically as soon as it's done i try and get that one up for you so you'll be seeing that first before anyone else and before the highlights and if you want the video version i guess get the five dollar one again i might have to rework the patreon but i'm thinking that if you want the video version five dollars but you'll get it sooner you'll get it sooner than before because the way we used to do it is we would do the show then matt would have to send it to me and i'd have to upload it and i'd have to put it there and it's a whole deal but if we're only going to be doing highlights we'll actually be able to do it quicker than we ever did before so Mm -hmm. we're hoping it'll actually be more worth it and more bang for your buck yeah and smaller little segments uh do better on youtube now yeah yeah apparently do better on youtube somehow yeah i don't get it either again i did that dark crisis thing which had no fucking pictures it was just me talking and it trounced the goddamn podcast in views it got double almost triple within a day for what it takes the podcast like four days to do and i'm like all right you know what maybe for 2023 maybe we should try and do something a little different (laughs) so we're gonna try something different there but know that you'll always be able to see a full version of the show somewhere yep yeah so and with that everyone i guess we can bring this one to a close then we'll be back again next week catch you guys later bye bye everyone